0: You are listening to In the Mouth of Darkness. This is Jerry Giangelo from Arctic, and you are listening to the best podcast this side of the universe. So I don't think that's too important. Hey, you want to get on the train here, or do you want to ruin another take,
1: huh? It's too surreal. We're trying to make a movie here, not a film. Man, I don't drop character till I've done a DVD commentary. You want to eat the writer? Be my
2: guest. That will leave you to explain how else your character is supposed to get to Bremen. Welcome to another episode of the In the Mouth of Dorkness Chatcast. I am your host, Brad Gullickson, the Mouth Dork, and joining me for the first time ever on the ItMod Chatcast channel is Brian Young, the Turtle Dork. Brian, what's
1: up? Hello. How's it going? It is such an honor for this to be my first chatcast. I'm super excited.
2: This is really cool. The first of many. The first of many, I say. Yes. Uh, Brian and I last week drove out to our favorite Alamo Drafthouse, the one in Winchester, Virginia. Virginia, to partake in the Genre Blast Film Festival, the fourth Genre Blast Film
1: Festival. The fourth Genre Blast, and for me personally, my first, and it was uh, a very, very, uh, it was a good occasion. I really enjoyed my time there.
2: Uh, We've done lots of festivals together. We've done Lost Weekend. We've done Fantastic Fest. How would you describe genre blast versus other festival experiences?
1: It allows the, um, the, fil- the filmmakers, these young independent filmmakers, um, to have interactions with uh, their audience, uh, with their audience, to have these one-on-one interactions with people who are eager for this type of content, for new genre content. And I just think it's really an engaging type of uh, festival. Uh, for the filmmakers, for the actors to come and really have that one-on-one interaction uh, with their fans and with the people who uh, enjoy this type of material.
2: And that's how this conversation started in the first place. We were hanging out at the bar, mm-hmm. and here comes Jerry G. Angelo, uh, producer and star of the film Arctic, yep. whose voice you heard at the start of this episode. He gave us a little jingle, an It Mod commercial, Which was his idea.
1: He was very willing to do that for us, and we were very grateful.
2: Very grateful. Very (laughs) cool. So um, how do we want to talk about Arctic? Should we just like pull the description of the film from IMDb?
1: That's the best way to do it, man.
2: So this is what they say. A comic book-obsessed serial killer teaches his son how to get away with a series of brutal murders until the boy befriends a mysterious man who threatens to expose everything.
1: I actually like that. That is a very clear and concise synopsis that gives you exactly what the movie is, but doesn't give you too much and give anything away. So that that's a pitch-perfect synopsis of what you're kind of getting into watching this movie.
2: Yeah, because we're going to get into it in the interview itself, but... There's more going on in this world than just that synopsis. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a absolutely. strange little universe. Uh, the film is written directed by Tom Bocci. Uh, it stars Jerry G. Angelo as Arctic. Also stars um, Chase Williamson. Uh, he's from John Dies at the End, the Don Coscarelli film. Love mm-hmm. that movie. And, uh, yeah, Matt Mercer pops up. It, 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 the film comes out, uh, actually, it's out already. It, it, it came out on DVD and Blu ray on September 10th. It's also on VOD. Go ahead and watch it. Come back, join us in this interview for this cool little chat with Jerry, and uh, meet us on the other side. Let's do it. <coughs> And here we are. We are back in the Alamo Drafthouse Winchester projection booth in the hallway of posters. Our favorite posters
0: that exist all end up here. With the most famous actor in the entire world. (laughs) Continue. Yes, (laughs) yes. yes. The
2: most famous actor in the entire world, (laughs) Jerry G. Angelo, star and producer of Arctic.
0: Yes. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Dude, thanks for having me. This is cool. We're in this awesome... You guys can't see this, but this room is phenomenal. It has the shining carpet, right? Yeah. And from the hallway and then... Right? From the hallway? Yeah, yeah. And then all these posters from everywhere... Yeah. and we need to put Arctic up on here too. We we do well. Arctic will blow away a lot of these posters. Like you know,
2: Arctic kicks. We are the Miller's ass. You know, I'll take Arctic over Venom. Uh, <laughs> I won't let you start uh, throwing shade on movies. That's my <laughs> job. Um, but man, I I, I want to jump to a particular shot in the film before we even like talk about your character or what have you. But there's a shot where Matt Mercer comes to meet you in the doorway of your house. <laughs> I
1: love that. That's so Cool.
2: And. Like, Brian and I looked at each other it's like dude yeah you look like a monster in that shot I mean have power over Matt Mercer and you're in you, you strike an incredibly intimidating pose mm-hmm and that's you know that that's that's who your character is for that whole movie like how do you how do you get into
0: that body yes that's a great question um there's a couple different things but in in, in taking this is a new totally new character for me uh but when you're oh gosh there's so much mm-hmm. you you don't want to do you don't want to do too much to where it becomes silly you're like oh my god i'm playing this character that's like godzilla or king kong that's huge bigger than life and you're you, you can't be there and then being there too and just like talking over everybody and just you know being like that you, you want to I wanted to be like so small Mm -hmm. and just keep everything just like percolating like the the entire time. Everything's percolating because in his mind, he is so he's God in his world. He's in control of everything. He's, you know, in this comic that he is creating his his world. There's nothing that can touch him. He doesn't even think about it. So it, it doesn't have to come. It, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be any any challengers or anything like that. So he's he has, he can do whatever he wants, and he knows this. It's just about being smart about it. And he's a very intellectual individual. He's not stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's he's like he's catching people in his fly trap, and it, he gets to go and choose when he wants to spin them further into the web, and then start sucking out their blood. I think what's
2: interesting about that character is that confidence of self. Like that's what's kind of scary about him is. He, When he walks into any scene, he's he's the god of that scene.
0: Yes. 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 You got it. That's got to be like the most enjoyable character to perform. It's so fun because it's and it's it's, you learn that um, in being an actor, you learn that over time. It's not something that you can just um, or at least for me is in my career, you don't. You don't have that confidence and and you don't understand how how you can start to play things out into scenes before they're even shot. You start, you know, as you create your character, you have this idea. But then there's the 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 magnetism that you want, you know, that I I wanted to have, you know, in in the Arctic Mm -hmm. because it is so strange. Like Jason, you know, Jason Mm -hmm. has a mask. He comes and he's always killing and stuff like that. Um, And that's freaky on its own but this character has a face and he has a personality and he has monologues and he has, you know, there's a whole bunch of other things going on and you got to be able to be very centered and aligned with yourself and clear on what you're wanting. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, it's, it, there was a lot of work. I was like, holy, sh- holy smokes, can cut? You can oh, oh yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. So I'll say that. <laughs> Fuck yes, you can. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it always feels like there's something bubbling right under the surface of the character, and you kind of see that in the when it, it kind of explodes in the third act. And you talked a little bit about it in the Q&A. I think a part of that is how reserved you are with the voice of the character. What was the process? And I know you spoke about it in the Q&A, but what was the process as far as coming up with that tone and the voice for that character. Cause that also as reserved as it
0: is makes it just as menacing to, a, uh, to that it's character. super unique voice. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well that, I, that like Tom, Tom Bacci, the writer, director of Arctic, uh, he, when he came to, he, when he brought the movie to me, he had so many details and he had so much of it like flushed out. Okay. So it was really nice. Um, he knew that he wanted a character that had, um, a different type of, like accent. He's, he didn't want to be able to pinpoint it. Um, not so it's like, oh, if you hear someone from the East Coast or from Boston or New York, you can tell the difference, or yeah. someone from the the South, you know, the southern, you know, southern accent. Yeah. He wanted something that um, was like along, he says, not even backwoods, you know, something that was its own unique um, something. And, and we, you know, we tried different things and, and until I was able to, you know, like find the voice that's when it started start everything started to come together for me and i said i hey, you know one time I, we tried different things and i was like you know and then i finally did the voice I was like, it's not every day you get to play tour guide for a friend <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. No. laughs> Chill, man. Man. <laughs> and then and then it, it's like having fun too yeah. so like you know it's acting you know and it's entertaining for the audience so when you start to get into these moments and then you're starting to Things, you know, you, you, as an actor, you, you, you go and you start doing the scene, but and then you get into character, however you choose to do it for, for me, and then you start to get, then the, the camera's rolling now. And now you have the, the, the other actors, you know, Chase Williamson and Lauren Carter yes. and uh, Matt Mercer, and now they're reacting off of you. And the thing is, they can't do anything to me because I'm the one that's in charge. Right, right. It's so awesome.
2: Well, talking about those relationships with those various. Uh, actors and characters in the in the plot. You you know you also have the boy. Yes. And, and forgive me, I can't remember the young Gavin, man's Gavin, Gavin White. Yes. Gavin White.
0: What an incredible little, little not he's not, not little anymore, but he's a, a great actor. Yeah. yeah uh,
2: how how do you find a, a trust in a performance with a with such a young actor and for uh, a challenging role for both of you? Yes. Um, I could see it being really really hard to get into that
0: headspace sure Um, you know it's an interesting question for myself uh, you know you just have to trust the process Mm -hmm. it's going to be whatever it's going to be when you try to control everything, like, like what in your life do you plan? Like, Oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and you have this relationship or whatever. And then it breaks up and you had, you plan a family and kid, you know? So the the more you try to control things, I I find it just in life also is that they, you know, um, you spend so much time and and 99% of it doesn't happen. You have ideas and stuff like that, which is all good. But, um, when you just let things be, you do your best, you come prepared, you do your best, um, you, however, other people come, you know, come to the table. That's how they're going to come. You know, if you have a great relationship, then it builds in that unique way. If you ha- if there's like animosity or if there's clashing of heads, that's its own unique, uh, unique whatever. You know, mm-hmm. um, relationship. And so you just accept whatever it is. It's not good. None of it's good, bad, or different or or neutral. It, it, it is what it is. And then you project your part onto there.
2: Mm. And with Gavin uh your relationship with Gavin as an actor as the character uh, you know' as his character what was how did you guys work together how did you guys yeah. get along
0: so we um well let me give you a little history sure. um, we saw Gavin in a movie called I think it was 13 cameras I think it was and uh, he was first uh, the casting director was Angelique Midthunder and she um, had suggested to him hey watch this movie because she had cast him in something else um we were looking for someone to play this character a very pivotal you know character in the movie. And she introduced him to me I, I checked it out i showed it to tom tom was like yes this is our kid okay. um we still did auditions but we were pretty set on the gavin was going to be the one and he certainly was
2: yeah i mean
0: uh, you're great together and uh working with him was great you know it's, it's it was fun because you know chase has all his scenes with him and he doesn't say anything and then i have my scenes with him and he doesn't say anything i mean he's saying a lot Absolutely. you know he's, there's you, you can see the torment that's in this poor you know poor child and then you know as the movie goes it's the story his story starts to you know unravel mm. that's a testament to his performance because I, I don't think he doesn't speak his
1: first word until maybe 15 to 20 minutes into the film where well, he has very very little dialogue in that first act of the film so that's a definitely a and testament. he's and he's
0: carrying the, the whole yeah. film. He's you carrying know? It. yeah I mean yeah.
1: like yes absolutely the whole going to your uh, process and actually uh, filming on set now you're also a producer yes. on the film as yep. well so what is that like straddling both jobs as mm. a performer and as a producer did, did you feel that maybe one maybe kind of took away from the other or what was the balance of doing that yeah. on set
0: well you know what gosh it's just hard to you, you, it's just hard to balance you, you, Like you go if I, went, I had my ideas like oh I'm going to do this do this and mm-hmm. control this and all that throw all that out out the window when it starts to be you know you're like okay we're night shoots it's you know it's like uh, you know 20 degrees you know or, or 5 degrees below zero I mean, yeah, like, you were
2: filming you're like, it in winter in New Mexico yes pretty cold
0: uh, it was so cold and so like all the you know you start planning for you know a couple of weeks ahead of time or months or whatever and then you get into a new lo- new state new location and you start to bring all the the crew and the cast together for the first it, you know it's just like you know you can't control any of it so Um, This was the most challenging role that um, our movie that I did as an actor producer um, because um, we shot in 11 days. Uh, We had a very extremely small budget and uh, and in order to to make it work, um, all the Arctic scenes had to be shot in one day. Uh, And so it's putting the entire movie together, putting everything together and then also uh, and then having to do be prepared with all your lines and you know chase williamson was phenomenal because he's in this chair yeah. and he you know his his hands are locked down you know he would anytime he can get out but his, his hands are basically there it's not like he can go back over his lines and look you know and and just look real quick and stuff i mean he came and he he nailed it you know um i came in and i you know there's this monologue here and this monologue and, and you shoot the whole movie in this in, in like one day yeah. It, I mean, we, that was like a 17-hour day. I think oh it was just—it was brutal. And then it's like, okay, you're shooting this scene. You know, you don't shoot in order, you know, or, or you know, however you're shooting in segments. So it's like, okay, at this point, all this has happened in between the story. Now you're kill, You're on. You're torturing this character, and now you're torturing this one. And then now you're bringing this point on, and the boy, your relationship has grown to this point. So you have, you know, it's 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 wild, mm. and it's. Uh, I think when, when you're in the moment it's easier to explain because you're you're taking all your notes and stuff we of course we shot this a year and a half ago or whatever so i'm trying to, yeah. to go back i just remember the challenge that it was and it was a, it was quite a challenge it seems it seems pretty challenging but it seems like especially from time the timeline is crazy yeah
1: before oh. your character you seem dialed in so to be able to do both of those jobs as producer
0: and actor i mean you, you pulled it off you definitely Thanks. pulled it pulled off as an actor, like my main thing is, I want to be like an actor that's like a Daniel Day Lewis or um, or, or um, Robert Downey Jr. Someone who can transform, you know, transform, just not play themselves all the time, which is, that, that's fine too, but sure. I, I want to, like, do things that makes entertains myself. Well, like too. I
2: said, we met you in the lobby first. You're like, hey, well, you got to come see Arctic. And I was like, oh, we're, we're going to go see Arctic. And then we're watching Arctic. And I was like, is that. I know. Is that the guy? Yeah. <laughs> is that the guy in the <laughs> lobby we just? Yeah, that? yeah. Uh, so I mean, it is truly transformative. Um, but, my, but my question, you know, you, you talk about Daniel Day Lewis uh, in the Q and A. You talked about, uh, you know, Jason and the the history of horror, like characters like this. Uh, are like, are you thinking that you go method into like a character like that? Because this is like the first time you've gone and done a horror a character of this sort in yeah. your career, correct? Mm-hmm. So, like, how deep into Arctic... We've talked about it a little bit, but how deep into Arctic do you go?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> like the way you carry yourself? Sure. Like, well, I, I changed the gait, you know. Like, he, I, I made him more of a lumbering, you know, someone that's, like, like, on farm-bred, or, you know, um, uh, changed his gait, changes mannerisms. You know, I gave him a... Um, yeah, there's there's some other things in there that people may not ever know if they don't ask the right questions and stuff. But it, there's something up with his arm too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, you know unless you ask that question. You well, know. so
2: this is the thing. It's like when we met, you shook your hand. With, you shook my hand with the left hand, and I was. in that's kind of like the gate that he has
0: oh. like, is he in yeah. method in the lobby yeah <laughs> that's hilarious no that's nothing i was just wanting i was reaching for the jelly beans in the other hand oh. <laughs> oh, okay okay i was like oh man like, how you know,
1: deep end of yeah, this Arctic is good. this guy yeah yeah but that's okay. interesting though because while you were filming within those 11 days did you ever find yourself taking that character
0: with you offset no 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 okay. well i guess no that's not true actually yeah, i mean it gives you nightmares it gave me nightmares you know because you're you're thing, because here, I want to make a movie that is entertaining. Um, I don't want to just go there and, and, and do a role that, you know, you take in all the information that you know in your life at any given point, and you place it in, and you get to choose what you want in there and what you don't. You play Homage, an homage to different things you might love and, and things that you know stick out you know from other movies or other people and stuff yeah. like that. So you, it's a mosh pit of all these incredible things that you want to do. So I want something that's awesome. Yeah. And then um, again, I dude, I, I get off on these tangents and I forget what the question is. But no, no I'm no, excited. No. That, so. that answers it. That, that, yeah. that
2: answers it. Yeah. But like, uh, I know you got genre blast to get to because uh, there's a lot going on at this festival. But, yeah. And I don't want to let you go be without talking about your influences. You mentioned influences there. Yes. Who is feeding our what what inspiration is going into that character? Oh
0: man, you know I'm gonna say part of my dad. Oh yeah, um, but not in, in not in a, a negative sense. I feel sorry for your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I know, huh? um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I looked at it as like, what wouldn't I want done to me? Mm. You know, and what would be the most sinister? You know, it's like, okay. you know, um, oh, gosh, what's a good? I mean, what's a good example? Um, I get, yeah, I get. You know, I've said that before. It's like you're you're running. What kind of person don't you want to to get you? You know, if there's someone that's just totally crazy and wacky, you know, you can, you know, you're 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 trying to outthink them. You know, yeah. what's the, the right moment that I can get away or something yeah. like that? You know, with with, with Arctic, he's just. He's just, a, he's very clever. He's, he's intelligent. He's ahead. He's, he's 10 steps ahead of the game yeah. and, and you're, you're, you're strapped in his chair, you know, you're under, you're on his playground, yeah. you know, he's in charge and he's yeah. going to get to do whatever he want. He can take his time. He can get angry. He can get, um, have a regular conversation to you and say, you know, and just let things sink in, you know, like you're, you know. You're in his chair, and he's talking to you, and he knows you, calls you by name, have a regular conversation, and I'm, I'm really sorry that you know this is you know you're part of, you're you're in my melting barn, yeah. you're part of my story, you yeah. know, and it makes you feel trapped. So
2: yeah. That's a, so for me, confidence of the character is terrifying, and then the second element that's, utterly disturbing is the belief, you know, is this world that he is working on that like he has faith in something that he is constructing and that comic book world um and, and you know you're talking to brian and brad and i've got my beta ray bill marvel comic shirt on <laughs> brian's got his ninja turtles comic book shirt on we yeah. were noticing a lot of comic book references yeah. in the film yes and all the stuff in the background yeah i, I like the two loki shots from uh, <laughs> a, a classic kieran gillen series <laughs> um but like that belief the what 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 were the comics to Arctic from your perspective as a performer? You know, what was he drawing from that uh, art form?
0: Sure. Well, uh, some of the ones that were mentioned, I, um, he, there's like references to, to Batman was a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of references to Batman, um, and he is just basically he's like fed up with all the comic book heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. And,
2: in a in a glut of comic book movies right now, I can easily see why lots of people would be yeah. fed up of heroes. Yes,
0: and, yeah. and that's one of the reasons Tom wanted to make this particular film um, now is yeah. is to you know is to go and be the anti. Yeah, comic book movie it felt like there is a little bit of meta commentary going on sure absolutely yeah Yeah. it's a it's a smart script and it's clever and when you even get to talk to tom it becomes it makes starts to make even more sense because you know uh once you you put the whole movie art art you you watch it for the first time or you read a script for the first time it's not like you get everything and if you watch it again it makes a little bit more sense this is one of those films that you don't get the first time or you get it the first time, but it starts to make more sense. You're like, wow! And then, as if you're a filmmaker, you can appreciate it more because then you you start to realize, you know, the payoff. There's more payoffs than you re- you know that you, mm-hmm. than you originally thought, or you know, there's there's a lot more going into every every aspect, every scene, everything. There's a, there's so much going on. It's very layered. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, good work. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Now, I don't want to spoil the movie. I'm not yes. spoiling the ending, listeners. Don't worry. Uh, but there is an ending. But I could also see, you know... There's never an
0: ending. Yeah. You know, like, I (laughs) could also see,
2: like... Oh, yeah, exactly. I could see Arctic continuing in this world yes. uh this universe this terrifying world yes uh would you be
0: willing to uh bring arctic back uh to the people oh sure yeah you know if if, if it's meant to be yeah. in this world while we're you know and all that and the audience receives it to the point to where it catches someone's ear or eye some executive somewhere and they want to they want to run off with it and stuff totally you it know that's, that's all what the we're iconography hearing. of a good horror icon. Yes. You know, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. the leather sleeves. Yeah. The the nails. We're, we're we're the like the underdogs or the little guys, but mm-hmm. man, we wanted to make a film that can compete with the big ones, you know. Yeah.
2: Well, so the film's coming out on Blu ray September tenth.
0: September tenth, yeah. September tenth. Yes. So right
2: around the corner. This episode will be dropping right before that. huh. So Got to go find. Arctic Pick Yeah, and then and, and right.
0: everyone, your, all your fans are welcome to to reach Tom Bocci or Jerry G. Angelo on any of the social medias too. Well, and which, what are your social medias? Oh yeah, well, he, he, I think. Oh gosh, is Tom Bocci? Uh uh-huh. um, And probably if you do Tom Bocci, at Instagram or Twitter up. or Twitter, and all those, so I'm okay. sure you'll find them. And if you do Jerry G. Angelo. You know, at Jerry and, and hashtag or whatever all yeah, those things are. Yeah, absolutely. All right, absolutely. we'll, 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 we'll all find you. We'll yeah. find yeah. you. Yeah,
1: and before we go, I just want to give a shout-out to your special makeup department. Not to give any spoilers away, but there's yeah. a gnarly effect with a fork. Yes. it caught me off guard. Yes, you were uncomfortable. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a pretty gnarly
0: effect. Right so on. That was some good makeup that yes. they did for that. So and our, Roxy Trano worked on that. And, uh, and our production design was uh, Chris Scott, so he, uh, he came up with the, the atmosphere and the look of the film. So, yeah. Awesome. All right, I, got, I, have,
2: another th- I, have, I have another thing I wanted oh, to address. The, the, the world of Arctic, mm-hmm. like, what I liked about it is it doesn't spell anything out, like, yeah. where is this in time? Where is this in place? It, it's, it's, it is odd. There's, like, an odd vibe to it. It's a little otherworldly in some aspects.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, it certainly is. Because we were discussing, like, is this, like, a dystopian type of future? Is this in the not-too-distant? Because it definitely has, like I said, It's like, what's going on on in
2: Arctic's farm versus what's going on in Chase Williams' life?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a testament to how it it does have that world-building to it because it has that otherworldly feel to the film. Awesome,
0: yes. It it does. It certainly
2: does. Absolutely. So... I am reading that correctly, where it's there's like something a little off kilter about the universe, um,
0: or am I just seeing it through? because of our farm. You know, right now it doesn't need to be said, actually. I like like that. It's created its own thing, so um, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, very ambiguous. I love love uh, ambiguity. I love it. Jerry,
2: thank you so much for stopping by. We really, really appreciate it. We really enjoyed the film. It is out there. It's an awesome performance. It's a scary performance, so thank you. I
0: had another film that I wrote and directed that that came out earlier this year, and it's called American Warfighter. Okay. And uh, that one's on all the streaming and stuff as, as well, so you guys. That's can check out there out. now. Yeah, American War American Warfighter. You can check out the trailer on YouTube. All right. Um, and you also mentioned that you're on the
1: CBS show, which I actually just saw the com- when well, you mentioned it. Yeah. I was like, Because that's with Simone Missick. All right, yes. all, all right. Rise. Dude, that's-
0: Simone is awesome. The whole team there, Jessica and and uh, Ruthie. They're 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 all and uh, Lindsay. They're all fantastic. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I saw I saw the preview for that maybe yesterday, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And then you mentioned it. I was
0: like, okay, so you're on that show, so I'll I'll, ch- I'll check you out on that this fall. Oh, it was so fun. We did we we shot the last two weeks. Our uh, right, well, we're. Uh, we- we finished about a week ago. Okay. You know, with my episode is episode four, okay. so you guys get check, to check that out. But uh, um, it's CBS's new major, you know, one of their major yeah. shows mm-hmm. that they're uh, that they're throwing out there. Yeah. And we got to shoot on Warner Brothers, and it was it was such a blast. That's cool. So that's cool. So very we'll,
2: different than Arctic. Yeah. Oh, so different. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that character you won't recognize. him. Yeah. There's we'll no way. The, we'll be on the lookout for that. Sweet. Yes. Jerry, thank you. Have a good one. Enjoy Dude. genre blast. Yes, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you thank guys you. take care.
2: And there you go, Jerry G. Angelo. Thank
1: you. That was such a fun interview. He's such a cool guy. Really cool, super, super nice. Friendly.
2: Yeah, super Loved nice. It. Um, uh, Brian, you while we were at the festival, you had your camera and your equipment with you, and you went around and you shot a bunch of b roll. You did some interviews with Nathan Ludwig and Chad Farmer, the guys who organize Genre Blast, uh, and you cut a little trailer together about the festival. We can watch this trailer now,
1: right? Yes, this trailer is out on Facebook. It is. Uh, it has been shared through ItModCast, through Alamo Winchester uh, page, through the Genre Blast page, and through my personal page, Be Young Video, as well. So you can find this video out on the social medias everywhere. Um. yeah, it was just something I wanted to do for uh, Alamo Winchester, something I wanted to do for uh, Nathan and Chad and Andy uh, because of everything that they have built and established. And hopefully this is something that they'll be able to use to continue to have this festival grow um, in such a positive way and in such a way that we know that this festival can really take off.
2: Yeah, I am... A huge supporter of what they are doing at Genre Blast. It truly is a unique experience. Like we were saying at the start of this episode, Mm -hmm. it's unlike any other festival. The access you have with the filmmakers and the enthusiasm that you find from the filmmakers is unparalleled. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, our thanks to Nathan Ludwig and Chad Farmer from Genre Blast. Our thanks to Jerry G. Angelo uh, f- for this conversation. Of course, we got to thank Steve Narangis and Andy Garrison of the Alamo Draft House in Winchester, Virginia. They are always looking out for cool opportunities for the In the Mouth of Darkness Chatcast, yes. and uh, we have a lot of really cool conversations in our near future. Thanks to
1: them. Yes, looking forward to that. We greatly appreciate the access that they continue to give us.
2: For next week, uh, Brian, you're not going to be back uh, next week, but you will return. Promise us that
1: you'll return. Oh, if you'll have me back, I will be back. All right. That's a date. Like the Terminator. (laughs) Like
2: the Terminator. (laughs) We're going to be going down to Fantastic Fest here in a week. And so many cool conversations are going to be coming out of that festival. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I am not at all prepared for Fantastic Fest. Are you prepared?
1: Uh, no, but I'm so looking forward to
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, next Wednesday, uh, coming onto the show is Irene Taylor Brodsky. She is the director of the documentary Moonlight Sonata, Deafness in Three Movements. And I, actually, what's interesting about this conversation is we had it way back Back when, in January, oh. when Lisa and I went to the Sundance Film Festival. Okay. And we had this very strange conversation over the phone. We recorded it while we were on the side of a road in Park City. So the audio quality is a little crazy. Uh, but it's a, it's a fascinating documentary uh, about her son and her son dealing with his deafness. And her her parents are actually deaf as well. And their idea of deafness is very different than The son's concept of deafness. And it's this mother slash daughter recording the transition of the concept of deafness uh, in from what it was like in the past versus what it's like now and how technology is affecting it. Uh, Yeah, that's that's basically it. Okay, put it on your radar. Definitely. Brian, though. As are the a first time guest on the it Mod Chatcast, our lit- listeners are going to want to find you. Where where can they track you down?
1: Yes, come follow me at the Turtle Dork on Twitter, on Instagram at the Turtle Dork One, and on Facebook at Brian William Young. Also on Letterboxd as well. I'm pretty active on there um, at the Turtle Dork, and that's where you can find me and all of my shenanigans and yeah. all my views on movies and and the such and things that I love. <laughs> Go find the Turtle you won't be disappointed and follow
2: him on YouTube especially with his trailer reactions they are top notch yes. his bad boys for life got me emotional Ah, that's great <laughs> uh, follow our other dorks Billy Das at the Indie Dork oh, that's not true it's actually the Indie Dork Billy Das at WB Das. oh he's gonna be <laughs> mad that I messed that up uh, follow Lisa Gullickson at Sidewalk Siren follow Darren Smith at the Disco Dork and follow me Brad Gullickson at Mouth Dork on all social medias and until next time Take care.
0: Visions are worth fighting for. Why spend your life making someone else's dreams?
1: Just give me an audio check there, Brian. Test, test, mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, test, one to the two.
2: Oh, you're so much better at this than Billy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> You're efficient. 1, two, one, two, one two, Oh, boom.
1: okay. it just all over the place. Yeah, that's right. Uh, how's my how's my mic? Is, is it is it, is it
2: <laughs> Your mic is strong.